Previously on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. Shohei Otani. Uh, I don't know if I've ever made my feelings on Shohei Otani known on this podcast. I, for one, firmly believe that he should not have been the American League MVP last year. It should have been Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was hands down far and away the better hitter and the only reason that Shohei won MVP is because he was a good hitter and a somewhat decent pitcher. Um, He is the Angels' ace because they don't have pitching. He would not be an ace on the majority of the other teams in baseball. If you're still mad about 2017, then you should be mad at the Yankees for not making the World Series in 18, 19, 20, or 21 and not doing well in the playoffs in 18, 19, 20, and 21. It's not the Astros' fault. Y'all haven't won a World Series in those four years. And even with 2017, sign-stealing is a thing that's across baseball as a whole, not just the Astros. The Yankees were electronically stealing signs. The Red Sox were electronically stealing signs. The Astros just won the World Series. That's the only reason that they're getting more, more blowback than any of the other teams. Stealing signs is a part of baseball. Electronically, I can see, you know, may a little may have went a little too far, but Yankees fans, y'all did it too. The Red Sox did it too. Y'all should have just won the World Series in 18, 19, 20, or 21. Or made it to the World Series in 18, 19, 20, or 21. But you didn't. And you're still mad about 2017. Here's my fastball. See if you can hit it. Oh, there it goes. 480 feet. So, what is up, everybody? We are back. We are back. We are back. It is Thursday, July 14th, and we are back. I want to welcome everyone into the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, episode number 21, and we have got a huge, 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 huge show today. My name is Troy and I'm going to be guiding you on this journey. In today's show, we're going to look back at the midweek series we looked at on Monday's episode. We're going to take a look ahead to a few weekend series that we have to look forward to. And uh, then we have our very first interview of a currently active professional baseball player. Yes, you heard that right. I was able to sit down with a professional baseball player via video chat and record an interview with him. It is Houston Astros prospect Michael Sandel. He is currently in high A for the Houston Astros, and uh, I had him for just under 20 minutes. It was a great interview. I look forward to y'all hearing that, and I want to go ahead and thank him up front again for the time he gave me for that interview. And then after the interview, we will do our normal random player of the episode and then call it a day. But we're going to jump right into it and take a look back at the midweek series. The first one we looked at on Monday was the New York Mets at the Atlanta Braves. I predicted the Braves to take that series two games to one, and I was wrong. The Mets took that series two games to one. Um, And Scherzer in two starts back. Off the injured list, he's so far made two starts, as I said, uh, including Monday against the Braves. And in those two starts, he's gone 13 innings, 
has a has given up one earned run and 20 strikeouts. So Scherzer being Scherzer, if you will, uh, the injured list stint and coming back from that didn't affect him any. He is right back where he left off, and the Mets could not have asked for anything more, um, especially with DeGrom working his way back. Um, getting Scherzer back is huge for them, especially because the Braves were had caught up and shaved their division lead down from double digits down to a game, game and a half, and uh, now they've put another another game or so in between them and the Braves, but there's still a lot of season left. So it's going to be a fun watch for the American League East. I'm sorry, the National League East division winner uh, to see who can take that division. Uh, it, will, it should most definitely come down to the Mets and the Braves. Um, and it's, it's going to be fun to watch down the stretch, especially when these two teams meet up multiple more times over the rest of the season. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. They uh, they packed the house in Atlanta Monday night. Uh, it was a full house for Scherzer versus Freed. Uh, I did watch that game live on TV. I was not blacked out as it was a national game, and it was a fun game to watch. It was a good game. Uh, the Mets did win that game, but it was it was a good baseball game. It was a good baseball game all around. The next series we looked at was the Red Sox at the Rays. I predicted the Red Sox to take that series three games to one. Uh, Four-game set, game four is today, has not started yet, and I'm already wrong because the Rays are up three games to none and looking for the series sweep today. Um, Chris Sale did make his return from the injured list for the Red Sox on Tuesday, and in his return, he went five innings, uh, three hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Didn't give up a run, uh, so he didn't get the loss. He pitched a solid five innings. For the Red Sox, um, and you know, he, having him back is good for them because they have their ace back. So as long as he can pitch it, Chris Sale levels that we know, and stay healthy and stay on the field and stay on the bump every fifth day, then that'll be a big help to the Red Sox down the stretch, especially with the American League East so far playing out the way that it is all five teams are over 500 in the American League East and that is just crazy that includes the Orioles so i'm going to talk about the Orioles a little bit more later but all five teams in the American League East are above 500 and that's just that's insane the American League East is far and away the best division in baseball um, and the World Series champion could very well come out of the American League East, but there's still a lot of season left, as I've already said. Next series we looked at was the Brewers at the Twins. I predicted the Twins to take that series two games uh, to none, as it was a two-game set, and it was actually a split. Um, they both won a game each, and uh, for those of you that are still coming at me for my Byron Buxton take that he's overrated, here's a little statistical Knowledge for you. In that series, Buxton went 0 for 9 with five strikeouts. Just gonna just gonna leave that there. Um, and we are gonna jump ahead to looking ahead to the weekend series, and we actually have four series that we're gonna look at uh, today instead of the usual three. This is the first time that we've done four. I have done two in the past, just out of forgetting to write down the third series. Uh, that I wanted to cover, but we are going to do four series 
this weekend because there's four series that, you know, I really want to keep an eye on and see how they play out. The first one, you probably already guessed it. It's probably going to be the number one series anytime it comes up, and that is the Red Sox at the Yankees. Three-game set going into the All-Star break in New York. I've got the Yankees taking this one two games to one. Uh, we should get another start from Chris Sale since he did start on Tuesday, uh, assuming he is on. They are letting him pitch on normal rest, and uh, the Yankees are the better team. I mean, it is what it is. The Yankees are the better team, even and it is in New York. Which, even though they split last weekend, uh, I think the Yankees are going to be playing with their hair on fire this weekend, having split that series with the Red Sox last weekend and the way that they split that series and dropped those last two games. I think the Yankees are going to be playing mad and they're going to take at least two. They might even sweep the Red Sox in this series, but I'm going to say two games to one. Next series we are going to look at on the weekend is the Mariners at the Rangers. I don't think I've talked about either of these teams yet so far in looking ahead series. Wise, um, and the reason this is on the docket this week is because the Mariners come in to today with a 10-game winning streak. Um, so they are putting that on the line against the Rangers in a four-game set over the weekend. I do have the Mariners taking the series, but I also have their winning streak snapping. Um, but I have the Mariners taking the series three games to one. Mariners have been on fire lately. Um, it was announced that Julio Rodriguez is going to be in the home run derby. So he has a chance to be the youngest home run derby winner in the history of the home run derby. And that's really awesome. The lineup that we have for the home run derby uh, that's out so far is just amazing. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the home run derby. And we'll talk about that more on Monday's episode, the day of the derby. Uh, but Julio Rodriguez being in the Derby, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, and the next series we have to look at is the Orioles at the Rays. It's definitely the first time I've talked about the Orioles this year. Um, and they are above 500. They are one game over 500. And uh, they are going down to Tampa to play three over the weekend. I actually have the Orioles taking this series two games to one. The Orioles have been on fire of late. Yes, the Rays are coming off a series win against the Red Sox. But the Orioles have just the past month or so have just been insanely hot. And they're not a bad team. They're, they're better than their record indicates. But most of that record comes from playing in the American League East and being the fifth best team in the best division in baseball. Um, I think I have said that before on the show. I'm not sure. But the Orioles are not as bad as much as they are just the fifth best team in the best division in baseball. They have to play 76 games against the American League East. So they're probably going to miss out on a playoff spot unless they continue to do what they've been doing over the past month, then it, it would be, no, we, they would still miss out on the playoff spot unless they come in fourth in the American League East. Then that's the only way they can hope for a playoff spot. But they might not be sellers at the deadline like everybody expected, especially if they can jump the Blue Jays and get into fourth in the American League East. And they, you know, they might look to buy at the deadline, which – <laughs> considering what the Orioles have done the past few years, that's that's just a crazy thought. 
But that series will be fun to watch to see if the Orioles can keep up what they've been doing over the past month. And the last series we have to look forward to this weekend is the Brewers at the Giants. A couple of teams looking to make it into the playoffs. It is a four-game set that starts today. And I have this series going to a split, 2-2 split. Um, the They're both teams, like I said, are looking to make it into the playoffs. They Neither team will probably make a deep run in the playoffs if either of them do make it into the playoffs. But it still plays out on paper to be a good series and an entertaining series with the pitching matchups, Josh Hader, Devin Williams, Carlos Rodon. Um, so that is why it actually gave me a reason to give four series this weekend instead of just three. But that is going to do it for looking ahead to the weekend series. Um, in case you missed it yesterday, um, Charlie Montoya of the Toronto Blue Jays, their manager, he was fired. And I really don't understand that firing. I talked about it a little bit on TikTok whenever the news dropped. I put out my instant reaction. I don't understand that firing. They have a winning record. They've been scuffling in July. In July, they only have three wins, but we're on the 14th day of July. So it's not like that's an insane, insanely low number of wins. And they also, again, play in the American League East. If you're not the best team in the American League East, you're going to lose a whole lot of 76 games. So I, I don't understand that firing. It doesn't make sense to me. But we'll see what happens over the next month or so, see what happens after the All-Star break. That that one, it, it's it's like the only managerial firing that has made sense to me so far this year has been Joe Girardi. And since Joe Girardi was fired, the Phillies have played far and away better than they played while he was still at the helm as manager. The Joe Madden firing of the for the Angels, that made no sense to me. And since he was fired, they have just been absolutely far and away worse, a worse team than what they were with Joe Madden, even though they were in the midst of a 14-game losing streak with Joe Madden at the helm, they are just far and away worse now today than they were when they had Joe Madden. If Joe Madden was still the manager, I could, I, I would, I would, I would put money on it that they would be in a better situation than they are currently. Um, and this Charlie Montoyo firing is another one that just doesn't make sense to me, especially because. Over the past few years, the, the time that he's been the manager, he's had Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio and now George Springer the past couple of years. And all these guys seem to love him, and they they seem to want him at the helm. And now that he's fired, you know, I, I just – I don't see team morale being unaffected by this uh, and – I, I could definitely see them scuffling down the stretch now without him at the helm, not as much that he's a good manager as much as that's the guy that, you know, the baby baby bombers wanted at the helm. And that, that plays a huge role in it. Team, team morale plays a huge role in wins and losses down the stretch. 
Um, so this firing doesn't make any sense to me. We'll see how it plays out. Like I said, over the next month, a month and a half and come back and maybe do a recap and see what's happened. But just at, at this point, it, it, it makes no sense to me. So uh, that's my thoughts on his firing. Um, we are about to take our break, but after the break, we're going to jump right into the interview. The interview was recorded on Monday. Um, I will go ahead and apologize to you up front about the uh, audio quality. The audio, the sound itself is, is, is fine. It sounds just like my podcast always sounds, but somehow the audio like got mistimed or something. I'm, I'm not really sure what happened, but his, his audio is a little bit ahead of mine. So there are times when I'm finishing up a question and he's already answering, um, that just happened in the, in the, in the software that I use is that I use it's cleaning up and exporting process. I'm not really sure. I don't know how to fix it. I don't think that is as much of an issue that it ruins the quality of the interview. I still think it was a great interview and I'd still 100 times over thank Michael Sandel for giving me 20 minutes out of his day to do the interview. Um, but I do want to apologize for that ahead of time. And uh, we will be right back after this with our interview with Houston Astros prospect Michael Sandel on the Baseball Fanatic podcast. What's up, everybody? I am here with Mr. Michael Sandel. Michael, how are you good. doing today, man? You? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, appreciate you doing this. Appreciate you jumping on and being our first professional ball player to be on the show. That's awesome, awesome. man. I appreciate Thank you it. For having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, so, yeah, I guess the first question for you How's the season oh, going it's so going far? Good. You know, uh, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, so that's a totally different place than I'm doing the mountains and stuff. But, like, the competition has been a lot of fun. Uh, I, you know, I've had my fair share of struggles and whatnot, so kind of working through those at the moment. But I've had a, a ton of fun. You know, I've learned a lot. I've become a, a better baseball player since I've been out here. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, what's, what's the biggest difference for you? For between uh, between college ball and pro Ooh, ball, I would say I would say like the the everyday like grind, like the routine, you know. Because in college, you got like one game in the middle of the week and then a weekend, and so, like if, right. if you were to have a bad uh, like midweek, you got two days to think about it, work on it with your coaches, and go out in the weekend. Well, like <laughs> now you gotta you have a bad Tuesday, and then it easily can roll over and before you know it it's thursday and you're over two wondering like what the heck happened this <laughs> whole week so yeah i would say just like the everyday routine and just going in and like figuring out like what's good for me what do i need to do personally to be ready for the game on top of the stuff that we have planned out as to do as like a team so i got you yeah yeah i guess that it that, that could be a huge difference <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> You go over two one night. Next day, you got to wake yeah, up and play ball again. That's for sure. <laughs> um, what's a normal day for Michael? 
What's uh, that? You know, I usually get up, you know, eat breakfast, shower, and then, I don't know, it depends. Uh, so most of the time right now, I've been playing a lot of Diamond Dynasty on the show. So I've oh, heck yeah. kind of trying to grind on that. Uh, usually I watch, like, Netflix if there's a good show out that I like. Really just relaxing, you know. I, uh, I used to, when I was younger, I used to run the streets, you know, hang out all the time. Kind of don't do that anymore. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> just relaxing, you know, trying to just have a good time and, you know, just not get too, like, worked up or anything like that. For sure, man. For sure. What's what's uh what's the most recent show you've been watching oh. on Netflix? So I I I'm a bandwagon Stranger Things fan. I only watched only watched okay. the last season. So I would say <laughs> that's the most recent thing that I watched. Um, I've also been watching a little bit of uh, All American on there as well. But really, okay. really, Stranger Things has been, like, the most recent thing. I got you. I got you. Uh, let's see. For me, Netflix, most of what I watch on Netflix is probably, like, the, the F1 Ooh. docuseries, yeah. Drive to Survive. Uh, it, it actually got me into F1, especially over the, the pandemic. So Yeah. Um, Ooh, that stuff is super scary, though. Like, I've seen a few clips of it. I'm like, yeah, no, I could never do that. <laughs> it's crazy how, how fast they go and then they make yeah, those sharp I always turns. Wonder, just, I always wonder, like, what are they, how do they drive like a regular car? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, if, if I was a race car driver, I'd probably have to have like a professional yeah. driver. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we talked about your hobbies. You talked about playing the show. Uh, what's your squad look like on the show? You got a good squad on oh, Diamond Dynasty? Grinding, uh, I got a, I'm looking for a second baseman. I need a second baseman. So if anybody has any suggestions on a good Diamond Dynasty baseman, I need <laughs> one. I got uh, I got Kyle Schwarburn right, uh, Brian Reynolds nice. in center, Jordan Alvarez in left. Uh, he's been a huge addition. Nice. Uh, Bryson Stott at short, uh, and then. My number one pitcher right now is uh, Chris Sale. So, yeah. Okay. I'm trying okay. To, you know, do my thing with him. Nice. I like. Uh, I've never said this on my podcast, but uh, the Phillies Ooh. are my favorite baseball team. So I like. I like you having Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Stott yeah. in there. That's nice. <laughs> that well, for sure. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Another another South Alabama alum. Um, he'll. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure y'all yeah, will face off at some point in the, in the future. A second series, yeah. Okay. That was nice. How'd that go? Uh, I think I think they ended up beating us like four out of the six, but it was really good to see him. He looks great as always. You know, it was good to catch up and see how he's feeling about his first full season as well. So that was nice. right. Heck yeah, man! That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, speaking of South Alabama, are there are there still things that you incorporate in your game that you learn from Coach Calvi? Oh, yeah. uh, from him, seeing like failure as more as an opportunity rather than punishment. You know, he's big on like 
wanting us to fail and figuring out a way to get through it, you know, because in the game, you know, things aren't going to go your way. You want to see how you react. So I would say that and just like mentally being able to just be coachable and be able to learn things and be able to take things that work for you and then figuring out the things that don't work for you and being like, okay, like I, I can't do this. I know I respect the coaches and stuff and, you know, they're trying to help me, but not everything is going to work. So just, you know, figuring that out. He's, he was really big on like finding what's good for you as a player. I got you. Yeah. That's awesome. He does, he does, he does seem very much like a like yeah, player's player. coach. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Um, how did you decide on South Alabama? Because uh, I saw, I see, I know you're from Ohio. Uh, well, so, how did you decide I was on South Alabama? Born in Ohio, but then I moved to Florida, Navarre, Florida, right by Florida, okay. there when I was in right, right. Grade. So, I was okay. there, and really, like my junior year of high school, I was playing in a summer ball tournament with uh, Brendan Donovan, and so. We got really close, and he was telling me he was going to South Alabama. So he went up there. He I kept in touch with him, obviously. He said he liked it. And then I went up there for a camp, and he showed me around. And then I had a pretty good camp. It was pretty cool because my dad was the one who was really, like, pushing for me to go, and it was on his birthday. So then, like, they asked me to come back on a visit, and it was just, like, a really cool, like, thing. And I, I, like, I like the coaches. I like Coach Calvi and what he had planned and – the plans he had for me so yeah i just really liked like the coaches and the environment there for sure i got you i got you that's awesome okay yeah yeah i i live in uh i live in daphne which is like yeah. 30 minutes from pensacola so which i'm from mobile where south is um my wife and i just moved over here to daphne uh, about a year ago but um but yeah so my wife actually graduated from south um who was your favorite teammate Ooh. there in south uh, I would have two. I would say Tyler Perez, no doubt. He was my roommate all five. I was there. Okay. And ooh, I'm going to go Carter Perkins. You know, he, he really took okay. when I was a freshman. He was big. He, like, always hung out with us. And he always invited us over and, you know, made us feel comfortable, showed us the ways and stuff like that. So Tyler Perez, Carter Perkins – Great A teammates, 80 great teammates for sure. <laughs> 80 great teammates. I like that. That's awesome. Uh, what got you into baseball? Um, really like just playing it with my friends since I'm an, I'm an only child. So I spent most of my time, you know, hanging out with friends in the neighborhood and I was playing football and basketball and then like, oh, we play baseball too. And I'm like, oh, like I might as well like go out and play. And I was like really very average, you know kids but i remember my very last at bat like my first year i hit a home run and i was like i was like wow like this is the greatest thing ever like this is better than so <laughs> up and like my whole i after that i was like oh you know i just want to play like football and baseball when i get to college and then like came down to it and i was like yeah like i probably want to play baseball i like baseball uh I could see myself lasting a lot longer in it and like just like the love for the game I had. I was like, yeah, I think this is it for me. I got you. I got you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, growing up, who was your favorite Ooh. baseball team? <laughs> I would say the Cardinals. I really liked 
Cardinals. I really like Davenport a lot. But I would say, yeah, the Cardinals or favorite player besides Pujols, I really like Barry Bonds. Loved. Okay. And I was yeah. number 25 growing up. So, I, like, that was – I wanted to, to be like him, obviously not left-handed. But – that's pretty good. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a good one to, uh, he's a good one to try to play at. <laughs> and of course, you know, your boy, uh, Brandon Donovan, he's, he's yeah. with the Cardinals now. He's been yeah, doing he's, pretty good. Uh, he took me to dinner when we were both in spring training this past spring. So that was really nice to get to see him. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, would you, would you say you modeled your game after, uh, Barry Bonds oh, or Albert Pujols or is there someone else? No, or? I would say, Now, really, really trying to – I watch a lot of what Mike Trout does, Byron Buxton, what they do in the outfield, especially on the defensive side. Like, it's overlooked a lot. Um, right. I would say, Very yeah, so. like Trout. I like the way he moves in the outfield. And, and the, him and Buxton are both very athletic in the outfield and in the box. And so I definitely try and model my take things from what they do. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, just uh, just from when we saw you play at South, I can I can guarantee that one day in the future we will see Michael Sandel on MLB uh, Network Plays of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's your all-time favorite athlete? Ooh. Any sport, not just baseball. Reggie Bush, no doubt. He was a. Ooh, I saw That's ever score like a. A touchdown on live TV when he was at USC. So yeah, Reggie Reggie Bush. He was my profile picture when I first got a Facebook. Yeah, cool. Okay. That was actually me. It wasn't. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, Reggie Bush. Close second, Deion Sanders. That's another good one. That's another good one. Uh, do you, do. You, do off my script here. Do you oh, like college love football? Love it. I'm an LSU fan. My mom and my grandma went to LSU. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm an Alabama fan. Cool. Uh, do, do we do we need to end this right here? Or can we keep going? <laughs> I, I understand. I... Uh, no, Alabama is my number one team, but uh, I've got a lot of family in Louisiana. I don't have any problems <laughs> with LSU. Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick a second favorite team, it would be LSU. But uh, <laughs> but just wanted to get that out there. Um, back to baseball. What was the uh, what was the draft process like? It was really like very touch and go. You know that you didn't really hear anything during the season. Um, I don't think I was in any of like the projections or anything like that. So I was just kind of just waiting around and seeing. And then day two came, and I was like, in my in my mind, I was like, I think I deserve to go like on this day, but I hadn't heard anything. And then I got a call around like noon saying, hey, there may be some teams interested later on in the day. Just stay by your phone. And I was keeping up with it. And I watched Ethan get drafted, and I had a few other buddies, you know, go. And then I was kind of like watching it, not getting discouraged but like just like anxious really and then finally like at like 4 30 my agent calls me like hey 
uh, the Astros are going to take you in the 10th. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. This is great. Like, I got off the phone, called my parents. Because my parents, my parents weren't there. I was still in Mobile. So they were keeping up okay. with it, and they were super excited, and that that was just like really cool. I think that was a really special moment, especially for my parents and my grandma, because like they all took care of me growing up, and they they did all the hard work of taking me to the games and practice and whatnot. So it was really special for 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 me, but more special for them. Yeah, for sure, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, my wife mm-hmm. is from Houston. Um, so she's an Astros fan and we actually went to Houston to visit her mom a couple of weeks ago and went to an Astros game and that's <laughs> where I think this Astros stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you play at Minute Maid Park one day in the future. Um, is there a ballpark that you're most looking forward to oh, playing Minute in? Maid. Of course. Minute Maid. <laughs> cool. It's a Minute Maid, of course. Um, I got a, I got a chance to play in one of the big league spring training games this past spring training. So that was, it was really cool to see like the major league. That was all the major league coaches there and a few, but it was really yeah. cool to like talk to those guys, get what they ask them, what they see, you know, because like I mean, at the end of the day, those are the guys you want to play for. So that was really cool to see. Right. So I, that really like added extra motivation that that's definitely a park I want to play in. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so you, you, you get to, uh, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you got to yeah, speak with yeah, Dusty yeah, Baker. Yeah. So. A few times I, we got to speak uh, during like lunch, a few breaks. And then obviously during the game, he's, he's a really cool guy. Really, really, really interesting. Uh, he's, he knows ball. Well, he knows a lot. He knows exactly what he's talking about. I would love to, um, hit BP with him one day, you know, just see, right. but he, he was out there a lot, just watching and stuff like that. But I would love to pick his brain one day. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to a kid that is just getting started in baseball? Ooh, I would say on the baseball side, enjoy it, have fun. Don't take it too serious. Um, because just have fun with your friends because you have, there's going to be a time where it needs to be serious, but like getting started, you know, learning the game and stuff, like have fun. And I would say, don't, don't just specialize in baseball, play, see if you can play another sport because it translates, something's going to translate from another thing, whether you believe it or not. So yeah, I would say just have your mind open to other other opportunities besides baseball just so because it will elevate your game um and yeah just have fun keep going don't get too down because it's hard to just have fun oh for sure man that's great that's great and uh last but not least we'll do a little bit of this or that um so with these you can you can go as long as you want or they can be short answers whichever you want First off, uh, hitting a home run or gunning oh, yeah. down a base run? Easy. I, I don't have that many outfield assists, so, like, I can't really say that that's a, a feeling I'm familiar with. Um, but hitting a home run, there's that's what you play for, that feeling, you know, when you know you got it. So hitting a home run for sure. All right. Stealing a base oh. or robbing a home run? Robbing a home run. Robbing a home run gets you to the center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I love when guys rob home runs. Like, just, yeah. they're, they're so pumped because up you afterwards. You work on it, and like... it's such a fun thing to work on. And it's like, man, like, I really hope I get the opportunity to do it in the game. And then when it comes, it's like, it's awesome. It's amazing. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, last, this or that, ballpark hot dog or a ballpark hamburger? Mm, let's see. Um, is there bacon on the hot dog? Bacon on a hot dog? I've never heard of that, but sure, we can put bacon on the hot dog. I'll go with the hamburger then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the hamburger. Um, yeah, hamburger, fries, nice drink, solid. I hear you. I hear you. Well, Michael, again, I appreciate you, you taking the time out of your day for uh, for this. Like I said, you're the first first interview we've had on the show. You're you're the first person I've ever interviewed, period. So uh, I appreciate it. Um, is there anything uh, you'd like to plug before we jump off sure. here? I don't know if you guys can see it. Eater Starve, that's uh, C3, C3 Sports. A uh, close friend of mine, Dwayne Carter, he's got a, a clothing brand, Sports Clothes. So if you guys ever need some stuff, C3, you may even see some clothes from me on there. So for sure. Awesome, awesome. Y'all be sure to check that out. Michael, you have a great day and a great yes, rest sir, of your season. It. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Once again, that was Michael Sandel, Houston Astros prospect. Again, I want to thank Michael Sandel for taking the time out of his day to do that interview. Greatly appreciate it. Um, and the link for... Uh, the merch that he plugged will be in the description of the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, it will be in the description of the YouTube video. So make sure you go and check that out. I took a look at that website and there's some pretty nice stuff on there. Uh, you can most definitely see me donning some of that stuff in the future. So y'all go check it out. Support Michael Sandel. Go see the Asheville tourists if you are in North Carolina. And uh, tell Michael, if you get to speak to him at a game, tell him that uh, you heard him on the Baseball Fanatic podcast and thank him again for his time. And great interview. Look forward to doing more interviews in the future. I look forward to definitely having Michael Sandel back on the show in the future and following his career as it progresses. But that will bring us to our random player of the episode. Today's random player of the episode comes to us from the Toronto Blue Jays. He is 32 years old. He is an outfielder. Over his career, he has hit to a line of a 268 batting average, 357 on base percentage, 496 slugging percentage, 213 career home runs, and a 132 career OPS plus, which means over his career, he has been 32% better than league average. So far this season, his line is 250 batting average, 329 on base percentage, 483 slugging percentage, 17 home runs, and a 127 OPS plus, which means so far this season, he has been 27% better than league average. 32-year-old outfielder, Toronto Blue Jay. His name is... My favorite baseball player in the game today, George Springer. So if you guessed George Springer, congratulations. Your prize, as always, a thumbs up.
Good job. Congratulations on guessing George Springer. Make sure you join us on Monday's episode of the podcast. It is Home Run Derby Day, so we will be talking about the Home Run Derby lineup, and I will be giving you my predictions of who will win the Home Run Derby. We will also be giving another rendition of our Baseball Fanatic podcast team power rankings. Talked about that on Monday. I love the way that played out and how the team power rankings are coming to us once again during the All-Star break. We'll look at the All-Star game a little bit more. I'll give you my prediction on who will win the All-Star game. And, of course, we'll look back at the weekend series we covered today and look ahead. We won't be looking ahead because it's the All-Star break. So the only series we have, quote-unquote series, is a game. The All-Star Game. So no looking ahead on Monday, but it will still be a packed show, and I still look forward to joining you. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Audible, iHeart, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find this podcast. So make sure you hit the follow button on your podcast service of choice so you can be notified when new episodes drop, which is every Monday and every Thursday. You can find the video version of the show on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com and search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. Hit subscribe so you can be notified when they drop on YouTube. You can find the show on social media. Just go to Twitter or TikTok and search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. And the logo, the profile picture, for both social medias will be or is the logo of the show. So make sure you follow us on Twitter and TikTok so you can be updated on TikTok. I give my instant reactions to the things like the Charlie Montoyo firing. I put out a TikTok about that whenever that news dropped. And on Twitter, you can stay up to date with the show goings ons and my DMs are always open. So send in a question for the show. Shoot me a DM, slide on into them DMs, and let me know your thoughts on things that we talk about. Come talk to me about baseball. I am always up for and down to talking about baseball. And shoot me questions for the show. I will read them and answer them on the show and give you a shout-out as well. But that is going to do it for today's episode. Once again, thank you, Michael Sandel, for giving me your time and for the interview Make sure y'all check out the merch store. Like I said, that link will be in the description below. And I will see y'all on Monday. So until next time, peace, love, and rock and roll. Y'all have been great. I've been Troy. I'm out. Bye. 